Hey, welcome to Travel Tuesday Happy Hour, where we interview dope people doing dope things with one thing in common, the love for travel. We have a great guest lined up. Grab a drink. Stay tuned. What's going on, Travel Fam? If you ever thought about starting a podcast, check out Anchor. Anchor is free. Anchor will provide you tools to record and edit your podcast from your phone or your computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast to multiple streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need right in one app. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's going on, good brother? Hey, what's going on? What's going on? This is Kenny. Thank you for having me on this. I really appreciate this opportunity. Oh, once again, I appreciate you guys. Um, so tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah, so um, so again, my name is Kenny. Right now, for uh, as far as my career goes, I work in property management. Uh, so I work on the leasing side of things. Um, as far as, you know, just who I am, my interests, I love traveling. I think that's the reason why I'm on here. But outside of traveling, I'm a huge foodie. Um, that comes along with the traveling, uh, sports really big into, and I'm a, I'm a huge family man as well. Uh, so I've got him. Okay. My- and, and then, um, so what got you into traveling in the first place? What got me into traveling? So honestly, it was on a real small scale that I was traveling from young. It was just, I used to go, I live in Florida now, so, and I was born in New York. So I used to go back to New York every, every summer. And it was just traveling around New York. It started like that. And I mean, New York is a big enough city where, I mean, that's still considerable to do some traveling. And then it was back in 2014, I just felt like I hit like a quarter life crisis. You know, like it sounds funny to some people, but that's a real thing. You know, it's a real thing when you're in your 20s. You kind of feel like you don't know what route you want to go with your career. And you just start comparing yourself with other people. So I decided to one of my friends was teaching English overseas and I reached out to him. I'm like, man, I see your pictures. It looks like you're having a good time. You're all the way on the other side of the world. Tell me about that. And then once he told me about the opportunity to teach English, I started researching like crazy. Like my, my head was in that computer like all night until two in the morning. And I decided like it was within 24 hours. I decided that's what I'm going to do. This was like in February of 2014 and I planned to leave in June no, July of tw- July of that year. So it was like a six-month span, five-month span, I, like from when I made the decision to when I left. And I, I went to Europe. I was in the Czech Republic. I was teaching English over there. And that just started everything, just everything. Oh, that's amazing. I love Czech. Like, um, I went to Prague last year, mm-hmm. and that was, like, one of the best cities I've ever visited. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a, there's something about the horror in the country and in that city that's just, like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So, what keeps you traveling? Like, what's the? I know you figured out how to travel and teach, but what keeps you traveling? What keeps you? Ah, uh, what keeps me traveling? Ah, uh, I would say, well, when you say what keeps you traveling, like, what's my passion for continuing to travel, or how do I afford it? Like, it was a little bit of both. Yeah, what drives you? Like, so at the end of the day, like, my passion for traveling is really, um, it's a peace of mind. It's therapy, right? Like right now, everybody's confined. No one can go anywhere, um, and so you know, you're kind of getting your thoughts. But for, for other people, it's really like a release. Um, it's a learning experience. So, like, 
what continues to drive you to travel? Yeah. Um, I think it's just discovery, you know, discovery of new places and new cultures. You know, at, at different points in your life, you know, for, for a traveler, new places will become of interest. So when I first started, I was in Europe. And at that point, that's all I wanted to see. I wasn't thinking about any other continent. I was like, this is where I am. I need to see all these places that I learned about when I was in school. I need to see the, um, I need to see um, the Big Ben in, in London. And I also have to see, oh, I'm losing the, the name of the place right now. The Eye. Huh? The Eye, Buckingham Palace. Yeah, yeah, Buckingham Palace. And then also in Rome, I don't know why I'm forgetting the name right now. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, the, um, the Coliseum. Uh, Coliseum, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. But yeah, I need to see like all these landmarks that I saw growing up and then also in school. So that was of interest to me. And then from there, it was like, then I wanted to see Asia and then I wanted to see South America. So it was just about discovery of places that you would see on a screen or read in a book and then actually being able to see it in person. And then just like learning the like, cultures are so different to you when you never go to them. But when you actually get there, you realize how many things are the same. You know, whether you go to the supermarket and you realize how a lot of the products are the same, but it's just in a different language. I mean, things just come closer together. So seeing how the world is, is closer when you actually get there, it's exciting seeing the similarities and differences. That's dope. That's dope. Like, what's been your favorite place to visit so far? Um, you know, it's a different connection when you live there and when you just visit there. So I've been fortunate to live in three places outside of the U.S., in three different places, um, Prague being one of them, also a city in South Korea um, called Gwangju. That's about three hours south of Seoul. And then also um, a short time, just a summer stint in Colombia. So as far as like staying wise, um, <laughs> Prague was probably my favorite out of the three of them living. It's just something about being in that close proximity to the rest of the European countries that's that you know like you can't you can't beat that and um i was there for a year for a year so you got a chance to kind of move around a lot while you were out there mm -hmm. yeah definitely definitely especially with it being centrally located so doing um traveling by bus or by plane yeah, i was able to move around a lot yeah i did i did um five cities uh well four cities of munich um Prague. Uh, Vienna and then Budapest all within like a week or some change. Yeah. And so we did the Flix bus from one location to the other. And you don't realize how convenient it is to be for those countries to be in such close proximity. Right. So am I coming out clear? I just want to make sure that I can be heard. Oh yeah, yeah, you're clear. You're fine. Okay, awesome, awesome. So um now you know we're gonna change the subject a little bit um just to the current times, right? Like um, how has um, being a black traveler kind of impacted you, right? Um, we all get the stares whenever we go certain places. Um, and whether we travel locally or we travel abroad, there's always some challenges that some of us may face, right? Um, I mean, if you want to expound on that, you know, especially with the current um, climate today, um, especially here domestically, it's it's almost dangerous for us as black men to move around yeah. without the fear of being pulled over, uh, without the fear of not making it home. Yeah. Um, not necessarily always the case overseas, unless you're going to like a third world country of some sort um, that has potential uh, civil unrest. 
But, you know, what's, what's been your field uh, since you've been traveling? Yeah. So I just want to answer um, one question that I see in the comments. Someone asked, how is it like being black and living in Korea? I actually got that question many times. Um, yeah, I didn't know what to expect being black going to Korea ahead of time. I figured that there would be a lot of interest, you know, just walking the streets. Not only do I look different as, you know, I don't have Asian features, you know, but also I, I don't have Asian features and I'm black. So, you know, that's two things right there. Um, and it was, there was that aspect of it where there was that interest level from the older generation. Um, that didn't surprise me. You know, sometimes you see older people walking on the sidewalk and they would turn and look. It wasn't out of anything negative I ever felt. It was just more so an interest. Um, the younger people, it was nothing to them. I walked by them and they'd even, it was nothing. However, that was another place where I was teaching English and in the schools, it was, it was very fanatical. I think and that's Korean culture in general. Everybody knows about the culture of K-pop and how big that is. That's like the equivalent of our, when we had boy bands at their peak in the late 90s and 2000s. That's what K-pop is now, maybe times 50. So it's a very fanatical culture. And um, they would treat you, the teacher, as that also. You're walking through the hallways and they're screaming your name and coming up to you, giving you a five and touching you, especially the younger ones. So that was very, that was cool. That was exciting seeing kids get that excited just from seeing someone who looked completely different than them. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's... So what about the other places that you've stayed and teach? Say that again? What about the other places that you've stayed and teach? Like, you taught in, um, you said Colombia? Colombia. Uh, yeah. Prague. Mm -hmm, in Korea. So Colombia, I didn't teach. Colombia, I just went there um, just to take some Spanish lessons. But Prague and Korea, Czech Republic and Korea were the two places for teaching. Um, I will say in the Czech Republic, um, I didn't face any racism or anything like that. You know, I got some stares here and there. Like, it was nothing uh, super uncomfortable. But I felt like I couldn't be my full black self. And when I say that, I mean, if I'm, if I'm in New York and I got some headphones on and I'm on the bus, if I'm jamming out to a good song, I'm going to jam out to the song. But I never felt like I could do that comfortably sitting on the metros in Prague. I don't know why I felt like me just bopping my head would just garner stairs. And that felt a little uncomfortable. And that, that sounds so simple, but like that felt a little uncomfortable for me. Um, that was one aspect of it. Um, aside from that, just traveling in general while being black, I'll say I've gotten, there's that interest level for when people see blacks. I know, you know, people probably don't expect that answer. They probably think, you know, danger, you know, being a black man, but I've felt safer being a black man outside of the States than in the States. So, speak it, man. Speak it. I mean, speak it true, man. Exactly. You know, so one of the things, um, the younger generation, you know, younger foreigners, when they when they meet you and you're in their country, they just want to know about, you know, black culture. They see it. You know, they've seen it on TV and on the computer. So they want to know about it, about the music. They think every black guy can dance. That's one thing. <laughs> like this. <laughs> They think every black guy could dance and they think every black guy could play basketball. So when I was out playing ball in Korea one time, they all were passing me the ball. They all expected me to be Michael Jordan and I'm <laughs> not a basketball player at all. And I think I disappointed them a little bit, but so, <laughs> so there's, you know, there's that aspect of it, you know, that you get. It's fun though, it's fun. I mean, so has, has anyone ever told you while you were out there kind of 
the depiction of Americans and how you were treated in America um, there? Because I, I, I know when I travel, sometimes, um, depending on, you know, what Agent Orange says, um, at an airport, I'll get a, uh, your president's face of the day. You know what I mean? Um, what are some things, like, have you experienced where people are like, you know, why do they treat you like that? Is there intrigue instead of how the discrimination here um, even evolves? Because I think a lot of people are kind of, and I, I'm using the term in a, in, in a proper sense, are ignorant to what's going on here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Um, if anything, you know, people will ask me, they're very careful with their words when they want to ask about race in America. They'll say, for example, so how is it being a black guy? And then quickly they'll stop themselves and they'll say, is it okay to say black guy? I've gotten that several times, several times. So, and you know, right away, I just try to quell that discomfort and let them know, yes, you can say that. I mean, I, I say that you can say a black guy. There's, there's no other word you need to use. You don't have to feel like you have to say African-American. Let's just talk. Um, and then, you know, like, so I've gotten a few people to ask about racism, but not as much as I probably would get if I travel in today, you know, or yeah, I, I really more so what I've gotten have been other American issues. Like when I was in Korea, people told me the fear that they had of coming to the U.S. because of guns, you know, mm. you know so that was I got a lot of that. But. Yeah, I had a few people ask me what what it's like to be black in America, and they were just, it was just more so curiosity out of everything. I don't think they understood the depth of racism in the history of America, but they did realize that black people did get treated unfairly because within the last six years of my traveling, that's when the police brutality on black men has been at its most prominent point. Uh, so what do you have going on um, that you want people to start following or just following some of your projects? Uh, man, I, I say like, I'm trying to figure out what that next project is going to be that I would tie into traveling, to be honest with you. So I don't have one to promote right now. Um, in the past, I, I had a blog going for myself. Um, I'm not sure if that's the direction I would continue to go with the blog. Uh, but so I don't have a, a current project that I'm trying to promote at this time. But um, just following me in general on, on social media, I try to post about my travels more so than anything. So and if I could share that with other black, with other blacks, you know, who probably haven't stepped outside of the states, or you know, want to see more of the world, and just want to have that curiosity of how they would get treated when they go to another country, I am a hundred percent open to just sharing my experiences and letting them know that it's okay to be black and travel outside of the states. All right, tell us everybody where they can find you, what your social tags are, and then um, I just want to say thank you for jumping on. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, so here on um, Instagram, you know, this is my main social media outlet aside from Facebook. So, yeah, that's Kenny is um, my handle. I think you guys might be able to see that. And on Facebook also, I've, I'm completely open to talking to people. The name, my name is Kenny Paris on there. Um, so, yeah, you can reach me on there. So, thank you. Well, thank you very much, sir. And you have a... Another dope conversation. Keep traveling and stay safe. Until next time... Peace.